Tzoraim Tov. We continue in learning the Sefer Sha'orim Batfila, Gates of Prayer, that was written by Rib Shimshim Pinkas, the Chrono Levracha. It's been quite a while since we've been learning it. We learned, uh, had three introductory uh, chapters. Now we begin really what I would call the first legitimate chapter of the Sefer. If you're following in the Sefer, it's page Chaf. And the name of this chapter is called Ha-Ha-Chana, the preparation. And we're going to spend t- today's class to explain the proper preparations. So he, he quotes the Rambam. The Rambam writes the following. What does it mean to have kavana in your prayers? He says it's to direct your heart from all thoughts and see yourself as if you are standing before the Shrina. Therefore, you are required to sit a little bit before davening to, 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 to direct your heart to what you're doing. Shulchan Aruch in Simon Tzadi Gimel rules that as a halacha. Shulchan says you should wait a sha'achas. Now sha'achas could mean an hour or a moment. We'll see. Before you get up to pray so that you can focus your heart, direct your heart to Hashem. These are, this is what the halacha says. So, this idea of waiting a little before you daven is not words of musr and inspiration or pious activities. It's a halacha. When something's a halacha, it's not, well, it's a nice thing to do. It's a halacha. The Rambam says, How is, what is kavona? And therefore, kavona itself, if you don't have it, it holds back your prayer from being a prayer. Okay? And therefore, if a person comes late to shul and just grabs your talus and tefillin and you're rushing to daven or you're rushing in the last minute from Mincha Umariv, you just want to catch the congregation davening at the Amida, this is against halacha. And if it's against halacha, you will not succeed to have kavana. And your prayers will not be proper. Good question. So, what is from where are the prayers started? Where is okay, started? we'll talk about this. We're going to talk about this. Okay. So, what do we see from this? You cannot just immediately start praying from what you were doing before. So, a, a real good example of this. I'm not present company excluded. Okay, you're, you're driving to shul, for mincha, let's say, and you're on the cell phone. Okay, nothing wrong with that. And you've, you've reached the shul parking lot, and you're still on the cell phone. So you're continuing to talk all the way as you're coming up the stairs into the hallway. Okay, and then you click it off right before you go into the shul, and you're walking in, the, in the, we're, we just started ashray. So let's think about, did he bring the cell phone into shul? No. But how much time was there from the conversation ending till he started davening? Like, no time. So there was no hachana. There was no preparation. 
And what the Rambam is saying and the Shulchan Aruch is saying that you have to have a pause before you're going to daven to focus on what you're doing. And if you're involved in something else, whatever you're talking on the phone, whatever it is, it could be business, it could be talking to your wife, whatever it is, it is not preparing to daven. That's for sure not. And you cannot just switch from doing something else and the next second talking to God. Okay. And a person who does this is ignoring the words of the rabbis. And even if now, when he starts the Amidah, he's going to really try to have Kavona. But the rabbi said, that's not how you have Kavona. The Ramam says, Kavona. How do you have Kavona? He doesn't say, start thinking about your prayers while you're praying. He doesn't say, try to understand the words that you're saying. He's saying, you got to stop beforehand. If you don't stop beforehand, you already have lost the battle. So the earlier Hasidim in the Gemara, because they had tremendous amounts of purity, and their prayers were like mamish, nuclear prayers, so they needed a whole hour. So obviously everyone according to their level, but with zero preparation. Even if you're going to really try hard once you start to have kavana, maybe you'll have kavana for half a bracha. Maybe. Maybe for one whole bracha. But to have kavana for the entire Amida, it's not possible. Because there's something called in the Gemara, it's a Gemara term called cheskas morakama, which means we're not sure who owns something. We ask who was the one who owned it first, for sure. And that usually is how we go. So let's figure, where's the chazaka? Where is the status quo? Status quo is you're not thinking about davening. <laughs> What's the, there's a more, more, uh, what's the homeostasis? The homeostasis is I'm not thinking about Hashem, right? You're not, you're on the phone, you're talking to somebody else. There's nothing wrong with doing that when you're not supposed to be dominating. But now as soon as that, that homeostasis is saying I'm not talking to God, you can't automatically shift and now I am talking to God. It's not going to happen. And therefore, your, your mind will be naturally drawn to what it's been thinking about for the last half hour or two hours or three hours. It cannot change on a dime. That's the point that we're making over here. Because even when you're finished, you're thinking about it. You can't just switch on a dime and say, oh, I'm talking business, I'm talking to my wife, and I'm talking to Hashem without any pause to reflect. And therefore, there's a lot of other halachas in the Shulchan Aruch that say, for example, a person should not stand in prayer from a sense of levity, lightheartedness, not from fighting, not from anger, but from words of Torah and the simcha of doing a mitzvah. Because all these first things, they conquer the heart and, and fatumal your brain, get your brain distracted. Okay, a heart that is open for prayer is dafka one that was previously engaged with joy of a mitzvah, joy of Torah. Because that's something that was connecting you to Hashem. 
Okay? So who can ignore what the rabbis say and think they will succeed? So, for example, we're learning Torah now. And specifically, we're learning about prayer. So guess what, guys? We're thinking about Hashem now. I hope. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I can't read your minds, but I assume you're... you're <laughs> Your eyes are open and you're paying attention, I assume you are. I can at least say for myself, I know what I'm saying. <laughs> so we're thinking about Hashem, and hopefully we're enjoying it. So now, from here to go into the shul, okay, now, so really, you know, so, so we're going right from talking about praying to, to pray to Hashem. So what am I thinking about? I'm thinking about how good I should be praying. And we've, and we've discarded all the other thoughts. So this is a good thing to do right before Mincha. You're not right. You, you came in with your cell phone, but you put it in the box. And now by the time you're going to have Mincha, it's 35 minutes of that cell phone is already behind you. It's not connected to you now. What's connecting to you now? Right now, you're thinking about how can I pray better to God? We are going to talk to God in another 25 minutes. Well, now, and, and hopefully, wow, this is interesting. I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward now to, to using what I've just learned, incorporating into the prayers that I'm doing. So that's, that's a key for success. But if you're not going to follow what the, what the halacha says, you're not going to succeed. It's just not possible. Our, neuro, our neural pathways will not allow it. My neural pathway is, is into business, is into solving someone's problem, all these things. If you don't, at least, at least a few minutes to clear the mind. It's okay, now, I'm t- now put that beside me. Try for five minutes, just I'm talking to Hashem. Get my mind wrapped around talking to Hashem. That's critical. But then he goes a bit deeper. Even though that Gomorrah, the Gomorrah in Brochos that we mentioned also says, we don't daven not from sadness or depression, not from laziness, not from lightheadedness, not from wasteful words, but from simcha shal mitzvah. So Rashi explains what does simcha shal mitzvah mean? Let's say words of comfort from the Torah, such as connecting the exodus from Egypt, or connecting the Ashrei prayer, which are praises and words of comfort. And therefore, what does he mean? This is really referring to the halacha that we have Shabbos uh, in the morning by Shachris and at night by Marav, to be so mech geula to connect the brach of Ga'al Yisrael after the Shema to prayers. Now, what are you doing with that? Because you're talking about words of comfort. What does what that last, that brach of Gal Yisrael means? We're saying, Hashem took us out of Egypt. Amen. He did miracles for us. Wow. That's what Hashem does for me. Now I'm going to talk to him. Gal Yisrael, Hashem, you're the redeemer of Israel. Look what you did. You took us out of Egypt. This big stuff. And that, will naturally get you to flow into that. Or if you're saying Ashrei, the prayers of David HaMelech, 
Poseach is Yedecha, Maspiyaluch Ol Chayretzon. Hashem responds to all who call out to Him in truth. So you're, you're praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So this really is the preparation, you see. So the, remember, there's a lot of prayer. Let's just try to focus on the Amidah. Let's not bite off more than we can chew because it's a long davening. But at least, you just, just don't jump into the Amidah. Now by Mincha, if you come late, what happens? Everybody started the Amidah. It's a big problem. Okay, so let's start by praising HaKadosh Baruch with the Ashrei. Now it's very interesting that Jerusalem Talmud says the following. What is it comparable to someone who does not connect the Baruch of Gal Yisrael to the prayers? In other words, let's say you say the Baruch of Gal Yisrael and then you wait 10 minutes before you say the Amidah. Or you just don't even say Gal Yisrael. It just go right into an Amida. They said it's like the beloved of the king who comes to knock on the door of the king to ask for something. And the king loves him. He knocks on the door. The king starts coming down the stairs. But the guy is not patient enough to wait for the king to open the door. And the guy already turned and left. And then the king opens the door. That's what it's like. It's like you're ringing the bell. The king is coming down. I'm coming. I'm coming. I don't have time to wait. And you leave. Okay. But rather, what you should do is, you should want to be close to Hashem and say praises of him. Talk about <laughs> it. He took us out of Egypt. And you're staying at the door. And Hashem opens the door. Now he's ready to open the door for him. Now look look what this um, uh, analogy is showing us, says Rapinkas. When a person prepares and he feels a closeness to Hashem, which is so necessary to achieve a state of dveikos, connection and prayer, that we're preparing ourselves before we daven to get close to him. So if you are praying without any preparation, you know what it's like? It's like, let's say the king is, is, is traveling by, okay? He's walking by and you're calling out to the king and he's walking by, he's not even turning his head to look at you. Okay? Or let's say he's, he's, he's just very far away from the king. Okay? So, uh, at, at, at such a great distance. Can you imagine? Let's say I'm here in this room and the king is in the condos over there. And I'm screaming out to the king. He's got, it's going to be hard for him to listen because a lot of traffic in between. So now this answers such an important question that all of us deal with. Why is it so hard for me to have Kavona in Davani? I start the Amida and I say, okay, Hashem is for Hashem, I really want to have Kavana. And you really mean it. You're not lying. And you start and you have Kavana for the first 12 words. And all of a sudden your mind drifts. How could that be? Why is it so hard to have Kavana? Because after all, let's think about this. 
Let's say when you're talking to your friend, you're schmoozing with him. Is it hard for you to have kavana when you're talking to him? He's right there. Because no one's disturbing you. But when you're talking, what if I want to talk to you at a wedding and I'm on one end of a round table, you're at the other end and the band is playing. There's <laughs> no, way, no way I can keep attention. So that's the same thing. A person who begins his Amida without proper preparation, it's like you're standing from far away and there's all kinds of distractions and noise in the middle. So how can the conversation continue? And therefore, the closer and closer and closer you come. So let's say I want to talk to somebody. And I see him across, let's say at a wedding. And I'm on one side of the wedding hall, he's on the other. And I wave, and he waves back. And I start talking. He goes, huh? I get closer, closer and closer, till I come right to his face. I start talking to him. Then I'm talking to him. So, you see, how can you feel that you're talking to Hashem? It's hard enough to talk to Hashem. We can't see him. So we have to do a little bit of imagination. I mean, he is there. But so we need to prepare ourselves that I'm talking to the almighty king of the universe who is here even though I can't see him. And I don't want to think about anything else. And I want to talk to Kodesh Baruch and that is really such a key point that we have to remember. Davening is not reading pages. Davening is not even understanding the words you are saying, although it's helpful. But prayer, as it were, is a conversation that you're speaking in close proximity to HaKadosh Baruch. And here's an important point. Whenever there's a conversation... It is not only dependent on one of the two people. Both sides have to want to have the conversation. Let's think about this. You want to talk to somebody and the guy doesn't want to listen to you. Guy's on his cell phone. I say, oh, Moshe, can I talk to you? And he said, ignoring you. Or whatever. He's meditating. He's not responding to you. You could talk all day long, a guy ain't listening to you. So it is with davening. What's it going to happen? If we even want to speak to Hashem, who says that Hashem wants to hear us at the time we want to speak with him? Okay, it could be when a person is, is wanting to pray with a strong desire to speak to Hashem, guess what? It could be that Hashem's not interested. And now comes a whole new point. It's a big avoda on its own to bring out God's desire that he even wants to be close to listen to what you have to say. We always ask Hashem, here's everything you say. Yet depends on how sincere you are. You know, I, you know there's some kinds of people that, are, that we encounter in life who is interested in talking and not listening? You know, people certainly just don't want to be talking to, you don't want to stay near them. Once, once they catch you, they grab you. They're not really talking to you, they're just talking. You know what I'm, I mean? So, just because, yeah, Hashem is everywhere. Hashem can listen everywhere. 
But Hashem says, listen, I, I, are you sincerely talking to me? Or are you doing other things? You made no preparation to speak to me. You went on the phone, you just clicked off the phone as you're walking inside to the base medrash. You now are saying words, but you're thinking about what you were talking about. Hashem says, I'm not interested in listening to that kind of talk. You're not talking to me. You're not even interested. It's like, do you like talking to people when they're on the cell phone, scrolling and looking and going, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh? You know, you say, you know what, I guess I shouldn't talk. What do you mean I'm listening? What do you mean you're listening to me? I can do two things at the same time. Get out of here. So, you got to want Hashem to want. Hashem is not cruel. Hashem does not play hard to get. But Hashem says, is this guy sincere or is he phony? And that's so important of a foundation when it comes to having kavana in tefillah. Because really think about it, it's a very wondrous things that, again, we say that uh, most of us come to pray with, with a proper emuna that we're standing before Hashem and we're dialoguing with Him and we're supplicating with Hashem and Hashem is listening to us so if all that is supposedly happening, how come we can't do this for a consistent period of time? Even for a short period of time. Right? But, you know, let's say you're talking to somebody, he's on one side of the fence and you're on the other side of the fence, but you know he's listening. You could still talk for hours. When you're on a phone, you could talk for hours. We're talking to Hashem, we have so much difficulty. But the answer is, as the Rambam says in Moran Avilchim, third Chelek, chapter 51. Oh, this is really a, a Rambam for the ages. Rambam says, I'm, I'm, I'm just translating it into my English. He says, I've already explained to you that, uh, that this Seichel, that Hashem pours into us this ability to have tveikus between us and Him. Permission is given to you if you want to strengthen this tveikus or weaken this tveikus. And this gets strengthened only if you show a love for Hashem and you direct your attention as we've explained. But if we weaken it, and you think about other things, you have to know if you were a smart person, you would miss, you would stop thinking about other things. In other words, he's not talking about praying per se, he's talking about just feeling dvekas with Hashem. When you start thinking about other things, the dvekas is gone. That's all. The relationship is all depends on what you feel and what you want. If you if you are you you could be doing mundane things and still be connected to Hashem. You're saying Hashem, I'm, I'm I'm going to this to this business meeting and I know you're the one who can help me and I'm bringing you into the meeting with me. I hope I can be Makadish Shem Shemayim. Hashem says we're close. But now if you decide to watch a Blue Jays game and you don't watch a Blue Jays game with Hashem sitting next to you because you know he doesn't want to be there, you're saying Hashem, you're far. 
So if you be a smart person and to understand what real divine wisdom is, and you and you instead of that you turn your thoughts to just eating, right, or doing other things, you you've connect you and without thinking of Hashem, you've disconnected the the connection between you and Hashem, and He's not with you. You're not with him, and he's not with you. That's the point. When we say, why is God not with me? The answer is there. Why are you not with God? It's just, it's not, that's the rule. You feel close to God. You're doing what God wants you to do. And you say, I want to feel close to you. Boom, you got it. But as soon as you say, Hashem, I don't need you right now. I got other things I want. Hashem says, I'm, I'm not here. And that makes a big difference if Hashem's going to do a miracle for you or not, if you're in trouble. Big difference. So it comes out the, essen the, the essential thought about Hashem is what brings the closeness and the bonding in actuality. So therefore it's obvious it depends on both sides and it doesn't just depend on us. Even if we want to be with Hashem and to speak to Hashem, but if Hashem doesn't want, he will leave. And once he leaves, we can't have kavana at all because the kavana is to be with him. And what will it help all the efforts if Hashem does not want to be with us? And it's unbelievable what the Bach commentary on the tour or Chaim when it says a person has to have kavana with his heart, he brings a pasuk into Hillim. It says, Tochin libam. Hashem, you prepare their hearts. Hashem, you prepare their hearts. And takshiv asnecha. And your ears will listen to what they say. It's very strange. Who's preparing whose hearts? You think we'll say, we should prepare our hearts. No, it says, Hashem prepares your hearts. And that's what he says, and says it's a similar dover. This is a sign that kavana is important. Because the Pasuk is saying it's not within man's ability to have kavana to Hashem. It says, Tochin libam Hashem, you prepare their hearts. If you prepare their hearts, then you will listen to them. So it's up to Hashem to prepare our hearts to have the right kavana. If Hashem doesn't help us to have the kavana, we won't have the kavana. And therefore it's up to the person to arouse himself to want to have the kavana. You have to say, Hashem, it's so hard for me to have kavana. I'm spending a couple minutes before doubting. Hashem, help me have kavana. I so much want to have it, but I, I, my mind has got so many things. But I've gone out of my way now to stop for a few moments and to think about you. As we say, so you come to purify yourself, Hashem's going to help you. So what do we see from this? That the truth is, it's not in our power to have kavana. And the only power that is, comes <coughs> Hashem giving it to us. When will Hashem give it to us? He knows we want it. That's the key to kavana. Oh, so you may ask, if that's, how is that different between you talking to other people? That's possible to speak with somebody uh, if you want and nothing gets disturbed. 
Because when we talk about kavana, we're talking about dveikus, bonding in mitzius. Bonding with Hashem needs Hashem's approval. And it's not just up to the person. And if Hashem doesn't want to bond, it's not going to happen and we're not going to get kavana. So therefore, if a person wants to have kavana in davening, it's not enough that he has kavana to understand the words that he's saying because that doesn't help from this other side of Hashem wanting to be part of the discussion. Oh, I'm going to say the words and mean what I'm saying. So Hashem saying, you talking to me? You're just doing your Jewish thing? Right? There's a separate avoda to curry favor with Hashem that he should want to participate in the discussion. So the Bach says, if a person arouses himself and he turns and he says, I want to have kavona, Hashem, please help me have kavona, then Hashem will help you. So you have to see how important is the preparations for, for prayer. It hold, if you don't have it, how it holds it back. The preparation we make causes Hashem to get close to us. Whether it's by preparing by saying praises of Hashem or waiting a few moments to just gather your thoughts together, then it'll be much easier to pray and you won't be distracted because both sides are connected with each other. And that's so wondrous what the words of the early rabbis that he's shown him are telling us. How is it kavana? To direct your heart from all other thoughts and see yourself as if you're standing before the Shekhinah. And that's only going to happen. Standing where the Shekhinah depends. Dafka, if you turn your hearts away and you see yourself as that, as the Ramchal says in Derech Hashem, he talks about Pesukah de Zimra. What's the value of Pesukah de Zimra? He says it's to reveal the light of Hashem's face through the praises that we give Hashem and, and we speak all those praises. And with that way, you bring Hashem into the, to the picture and that is what it means. Hashem is habocher b'shirezimra. Hashem has chose our praises to Hashem. That's what Hashem wants from us to do and that directs him to be with us. So, so you're praising me. Oh, you're trying hard. Okay, so I'm going to come. You're saying, Hashem, I know you took us out of Egypt and I, and I need your help and please help me with the kavana. So if you want to have kavana in davening and you're working on it and you figure out ways to succeed, so the first thing you got to do is come a little bit early. It doesn't have to be an hour early, a couple minutes. And say, I'm coming here a couple minutes, so you will give me the blessing of me trying to come close to you and you saying, I want to be with you. And the truth is, deep inside, your neshama knows if Hashem is there or not. And deep inside, your neshama knows Hashem's not there, so you don't have kavana. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost like magic, but it's not. If you really want to be there, and Hashem knows you really want to be there, Hashem will give you the ability to, to feel that. And then you will have, you won't be distracted from that. And 
So really, even though the Allah and Shulchan Aruch that says you should have a time to reflect is before the actual davening Shmoneswe, but we can fulfill that with Pesukah de Zimra, with the blessings of the Kriyashma, by Mincha with Ashrei, by Marv, by Goal Yisrael, right? And, uh, but that means saying Ashrei properly, okay? That is the Iker Hadin. But certainly, uh, really, we should have a Hachana before the Hachana. A little preparation before you sit down. You're going to say Ashrei, but it's a good idea if you have a minute or two before Ashrei to be able to be able to say that. Okay, so that should we be able to say that. So now we got two minutes to Ashrei. Even though I have a Yetzirah to finish this little last section, I think we'll stop so we can have a minute or two to think about and Hashem should help us to have the proper kavon. Thank you.